ate a snowflake. It tasted cold, but also a bit like unbridled glee. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. When severe weather events come hammering down on our local communities or favorite wild spaces, it's hard not to feel a pang of sadness for the destruction and loss. It is a wholly justified sadness when these events can mean families being displaced from their homes, rivers changing their courses, and towering ancient trees toppling. But in moderation, these disturbance regimes are essential to maintain the vibrance and diversity of our local ecosystems. These disturbances vary in intensity, frequency, and type depending on where you are on this vast and diverse planet. In the parched west, frequent low-intensity fire is the dominant disturbance regime. Along the banks of our mightiest rivers, it is seasonal flooding and course changes. But here in Maine, where we are just out of reach of most hurricanes and tornadoes, generally too wet for frequent natural forest fires, and oftentimes not wet enough for massive flooding events, we instead look to the winter to breathe life into forest communities in the form of cryogenic disturbance, or freezing. Freezing cycles in our area pretty well block a huge number of organisms that otherwise would outcompete our native plant and animal communities. If Maine had no freezing temperatures, we would find that year after year, more and more southern species of trees, plants, and animals would make their way north. Opossums, which are present in the southern reaches of our state, would probably find the crown of Maine to be their new home, where previously they would risk deadly cold injury to their naked prehensile tails. Shagbark, pignut, bitternut, and mockernut hickories, all fairly dominant tree species even down in southern New England, would slowly march north, changing not only our blend of tree species, but also the blend of birds and mammals that feed on them. So at a basic level, the cold, but specifically freezing regimes, prevents the establishment of cold-sensitive species from our northern ecosystem, but it also has a profound effect on our soils. When water freezes, it expands. When wet soils freeze, the water between the individual grains of soil expands. This action fluffs up the soil, effectively acting as an icy rototiller in miniature. This has three great effects. First, it lightens otherwise compacted soils. Second, it opens up patches of bare soil to the sunlight where new seeds can germinate. And third, it vertically churns the soil, making nitrogen and phosphorus more available and able to move around the forest. By both limiting the species that live here and enhancing the soils around us, cryogenic disturbance quite literally makes our northern ecosystem what it is. So we want tons of freezing, right? Well, not quite. In ecology, disturbance always needs to happen in a sort of place-specific Goldilocks zone. Not too little, and certainly not too much. In the case of too little disturbance for a given ecosystem, the community will suffer from stagnation, and the result will be a drop in health and diversity. In the case of too much disturbance, the community will essentially be obliterated, and therefore diversity will severely decline. Thought about in another way, the ecological communities which make places unique evolved not only to persist in a given climate, but also to depend on and thrive in that climate. Any change in these disturbance regimes can have catastrophic effects on the fabric of that community. So this weekend, whether you are locked up in a solid freeze or melting out in one of those iconic January thaws, 
you can rest assured that those cycles make our natural community what it is. At the same time, when you hear someone praise climate change because Maine is too cold for their liking anyway, you can inform them that it is the cold that makes Maine what it is. We have spruce trees and not hickories, and more red than gray squirrels due to our cold winters. But more importantly, our freezing regime is why every single native organism thrives in this place in a delicate dance around one another and around the cycles of disturbance and seasons in this place we call home. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.